Happy Monday, everybody. New week, same show. Curtis Wilkerson, Scotty Borderline here for the pot at the Palace from Natty State Sports Studios in Fayetteville. Scotty, my man, um, <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. I thought you were going completely in a different direction when you said new week, same sh <laughs> Got him. You would have been right on that one, too. You Just know, same old, same old. Yeah, dude. I mean, we we got to talk about a win for our last show. That was uh, that was neat. That Thank was a God, change of pace. We don't know when the next one's coming. That is a fact. Arkansas. Hey, they stacked a pair of strong showings. Uh, dare I say it? Felt like maybe they had a, a little bit of momentum built, just a just a smidge. And they promptly travel down to Baton Rouge and uh, face a, an NIT at best LSU team. Get their doors blown off, ninety-five to seventy-four. Um, game was over as soon as they went down seven to two early. John called yeah. it. Uh, they can't handle any type of adversity at all. They trailed for thirty-seven minutes. It's the fourth twenty-point loss of the season that equals their total in four seasons of 20 point losses that's uh well Good it's just Lord. not great they're 11 and 11 they're two and seven in the sec it's back to square one i don't know about you brother but that was uh that was as frustrated i think as i've ever been watching a razorback basketball game it was it was ugly yeah like i don't even really know what else to, what to say about it like the good news for the listeners we ain't gonna say much about it <laughs> and we don't have like we don't have another game to look ahead to like we're not gonna look ahead to the next game until friday so we got like four days until we can talk about arkansas's next game yeah um yeah like i think you're you're right john was exactly right like this team gets punched in the face one time it seems and that's just that's just it and Hold it up um i know we've both got a list of disappointments that we're going to go over and that's probably firmly in both of ours just like you got no grit no fight no pride about you um yeah i just i can't remember the last time i enjoyed watching a team less yeah play no, less like and it's and i'm i'm to the point with this team where i'm i'm actually very fine with them not having a midweek because i don't want to watch this right now i'm just no. not i'm not in a i'm not in a place to watch it um and I don't like I don't know where Eric would Eric stands right now, whether he would want to have a midweek to keep playing or if he just wants to practice with these guys all week. Maybe neither. <laughs> I, I don't mean, know. Yeah, I don't know. That's is, a tough place to be in, isn't it? Twenty two games into a year. Yeah, it really is, man. And and we'll we'll kind of get to it at the end of like what now, because this is uh it's it's unprecedented territory for him here at least. I don't know, man. Like the only, yeah, the only dot I can connect between, like, with what changed between that Missouri game in Columbia and this game in Baton Rouge is uh, LSU just landed the first punch, and yeah. it didn't take much, man. They just got up by two possessions there early because I thought Arkansas was playing hard out of the out of the gates. I yeah. remember thinking like, hey, they're kind of flying around. Yeah, as Arkansas didn't give up a bucket the first couple minutes, and yeah. you're like, man, they look a little, they look connected on, you know, defensively. Um, you know, Jalen Graham came right out of the gate, got you a bucket, mm -hmm. and then. What even happened after that? Like, it was a it was a disaster you missed, class. You missed three straight you missed three straight shots. You don't hit another shot until five minutes left in the uh, or five minutes gone in the half, and then LSU, you know, finally sees the the lid come off the rim. You know, a couple minutes into the game, and then they made what eight straight sh eight eight straight shots. Yeah, there was there was a point um, pretty decent way into the first half where I remember somebody saying in our chat on the live stream. 
LSU shooting 88% from the field. And I was like, oh, that's funny. But then I looked and was yeah, like, like, 8 oh. out of 9. <laughs> like, this is nuts, man. Unbelievable. Just uh, just brutal. And I don't know. Like, yeah, you get down a couple possessions. They fold up for the night. Uh, no response to adversity. That The effort went out the window again. Kai and Muss are yelling at each other. Battle gets benched. L. Ellis sits and watches again. It's just like the season-long struggles put back on repeat. So, I don't, I don't have anything else to say about this game, Scotty, because th- there's no analysis to be had that, like, if, if you want to hear what happened, like, please go run it back on some of our other episodes after the South Carolina <laughs> game, after the Ole Miss game. You know, it's just, it's just the same thing, uh, kind of rearing its ugly head, just with with different guys involved this time, yeah. because they have no idea who the hell should be on the floor and who no, shouldn't. Who really don't? And uh, I think the one thing that that bugs me the most from that game is you know you 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 clicked enough on offense at Missouri to be able to get away with giving up 10 threes and granted three of the threes I think that Missouri made were in the last couple minutes of that game and so it's kind of whatever you had a you know double digit lead until you know really late um but that's still like I said it on the last episode not every offense that you're going to play is Missouri like they're going to be like other teams can make threes and score elsewhere. Yeah. LSU made threes, made a dozen of them, and they were able to score elsewhere. But the threes really hurt you. Like, you gave up 12. Arkansas shot – how many did they make? Arkansas shot Three 13. Of- LSU made 12. Yeah. And you got no answer for a big that can shoot. Like, we've talked about that ad nauseum, dude. Unreal. Any big that can shoot is probably going to get loose on Arkansas. Will Baker, Arkansas made him look like – Drew Timmy with a jumper. Literally. And it, it just, it kills me man, because people are, you know, hitting me up in the chat and on Twitter like, well, you know, Will Baker, he only is shooting 29% on a season. Guess what? BJ Mack was not shooting well from three for South Carolina. Anyone who has the possibility of making a three from the center position for an opponent is going to light Arkansas's ass up. It's just going to happen every time. Uh, Will Baker can make a three. We knew it was coming, and it did, and they made no adjustments. And maybe the one time they tried to was when when Kai is, you know, screaming so loud it must, there's spit flying out of his mouth. It's just uh, it's just a mess, and whatever. Like, I don't want to steal too much of our thunder because, like, there's a full week between games now before they host a Georgia team that blew them out once already. Um so I and and just for the record, so people know, like we're gonna dedicate our entire Wednesday show to portal preview, like all over the board. We're gonna power rank our needs. We're gonna talk about some different guys. We're gonna we're gonna really dive into it uh, today. We're gonna take time to air out our grievances because this has been just an incredibly frustrating season. Uh, to watch. I'm sure Muss and the team feel the same way, although it's on them, um, and I'm sure the fans feel the same way too. Uh, Scotty, we've been exchanging messages all weekend, man, and, and I know we both have a, a pretty lengthy list of uh, disappointments with the way the season has gone, so I, I think we just need to kind of get these off our chest, and if it sounds like we're you know, kind of kind of crapping on these guys, well, we are, because <laughs> this is uh, – it, it just it's just not okay and it's uh, it falls well below expectations they set the standards for themselves and and they've fallen short of it and some of this stuff quite frankly um, we might call it disappointing but a lot of it's just inexcusable and yeah. uh I don't know what all's on your list I do know what all's on mine I bet a lot of them overlap but I want you to start yeah they probably do overlap quite a bit um, at the top is just a lack of an identity on either end of the floor like 
coming into this year, if somebody would have said Arkansas's offense is outside the top 100 in efficiency, I would have said you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Somebody would have said you're outside the top 120 in offensive efficiency, said you're insane. Arkansas is sitting at 135 in offensive efficiency. In conference games, they're last. In defense, they're outside the top 100 in, in efficiency uh, at 105. And then in league play, they're 11th. Um, it's the lack of identity has just been, it's been alarming, head scratching. And I think where it really hit me the most, um, you know, I feel like a game like UNC Greensboro, not supposed to happen, but you know, every now and then a team's just going to get you Mm -hmm. on a bad night. I thought that might be what that was. Um, but then the Lipscomb game rolls around and Arkansas is up 20. It seems like they're rolling. Um, and then they give up, they give up that lead and should have lost the game. Yeah. And after the game, I'm thinking to myself, like, if this team had an identity on either end, we would have seen it pop up in the midst of that collapse. Mm-hmm. But like, they didn't know who to go to on offense. They didn't know what they wanted to do on offense. They've got no connectivity on defense, and then that that you know leads to to giving up 20 point leads to a team that. Um, as of right now, it's 14 and 10 and almost 500 in its league. And yeah. that's just, it's been recurring all year. You just don't know who you are on offense and what you can count on from night to night. It's just, it's, it's gross. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, a good amount of it goes back with this. And this is one of my disappointments is just, let me preface by saying, and people got so mad about this on Twitter when I put this short out yesterday, but it just is what it is. Um, the way this roster has been managed in terms of lineups, rotations, it's a joke. It just hasn't been good. And it is on Muss, and it is also on the players. Like, it is very much a two-way street here. Yep. Um, 12 lineups, 12 different starting lineups in 22 games is absurd. That's that's crazy. And that's signs of yeah. big-time issues. Um and that doesn't even count into I, – I guarantee you they've had more lineup combinations than anybody in the country at this I'm point. Looking at an SC, I'm looking through SEC schools. Alabama's got five. Okay. Let's take our time going through this. Yeah, what else? What else are we going to do? Auburn has played f- – Auburn has had four different starting lineups. Okay. So we got five and four. Let's go to South Carolina, see what they're doing. South Carolina has played four. Okay. So these are teams at the top of the league. Mm-hmm. Um, you got five, four, and four. I believe that's right. It's early. It is a little early. Tennessee has had two different yeah. starting lineups. Interesting. A top five team. Another top team. Mm-hmm. It's it, Kentucky's probably one where it's a little bit of flux just because they haven't had their full roster available all year. Yeah. Um, seven. Oh. <laughs> I mean, there you go. Let's go to Florida. Yeah, let's see. Florida, five. Yep. Ole Miss, two. Oh. Two. Yeah. Texas A&M. Guest on Texas A&M. One. Eh, They had Coleman out for a while, two. Seven. Oh, wow. Okay. So I think Arkansas Arkansas is just running away with this thing. Yeah. Just from what I can tell. It, well, and it's it's just a it's a complete. It's probably higher than Missouri and Vanderbilt's too, and you know 
a lot of people say, well, Musk does this every year. Eh, he does it every year early on, and then he finds his way, and he, find guy, he finds the guys who belong in the rotation, who settle into roles, and then they rock with the same starting lineup in the top six or seven, and that's what coincides with the turnaround. And yep. so they, they used 12 starting lineups last year entirely. And that's, you know, given uh, Nick being in and out of the lineup and them trying to reintegrate him late in the year. Uh, you know, they tried the twin towers. So like, hey, they did a lot of experimenting. They're yeah. at 12 already this year, and there's still a month of the regular season to play. It's crazy. Uh, it's, it's absurd, um, and, and it's a big problem. And I think the players, some of it comes on their shoulders because they have been just dreadfully inconsistent, and it's very difficult for a coach to – uh, decide what the identity of, its, identity of his team should be when he has no idea what the hell he's going to get from a guy from night to night. Absolutely. But it's also very much, I might actually put it more so on Musk because um, the reactionary stuff here, um, I think has crushed the confidence of some of these guys. And, and it reflects in their minutes, it reflects in their production, and it reflects in their energy on the floor. Like yeah. People can look and say, and we'll get into the shooting in a minute, I'm sure, uh, but people can look at me and say, Jeremiah Davenport's not a good shooter. And I can say, bullshit. He's hit over 200 threes over the course of his career. Um, it hasn't translated here. Why? He didn't yeah, just suddenly forget a, how to do it. That's a great question. You know? L. Ellis, I get it. He was at Louisville. Louisville stinks. But he's been a productive player everywhere he's been. Not here. Why? Yeah. And I think I have a pretty good uh, idea for why it might be the case. The only guy, the only guy who's played consistent minutes on a nightly basis that hasn't had the, you start, but we're going to set you in the second half. Um, you play 30 minutes one night, you don't take your shooting shirt off the next. It's Tremont Mark. Yep. And he's their best player by far. Yeah. And, and it goes both ways. That That's the case because he's been the most consistent, but he's the most consistent because that's been the case. Yeah. And sure. it's just a, it's just a lack of trust and continuity and it reflects in the chemistry and it's an entire freaking mess. And, they don't have an identity right now. They're not going to have one. No. And I think that's the biggest problem with this group. And, you know, somebody asked me yesterday on Twitter, like, well, what like what lineup would you roll out there and want to have out there consistently? I don't know. <laughs> and so, like, I don't I don't blame Muss at this point for continuing to, to tinker and try different things. Uh, but really, the only thing that he hasn't done at this point is pick a five, roll with them. Through the good, through yeah. the bad. You've got your guys, and that doesn't mean they play every second, but you just got to have some consistency there. Hell, even a couple years ago, they were starting Connor Vanover every game for consistency, and the dude barely played. Yeah. But guys knew, okay, this is how it's going to start. We're probably going to get to the first media. Jalen Williams, you're coming in, whatever. Guys had an understanding of their role. They had an expectation of what their minutes were going to look like. And I think had that have happened a lot sooner with this team, then we'd have a little bit better by way of consistency. Right now, it's just a disaster. Yeah. I, I thought, you know, when Arkansas competed with Kentucky mm -hmm. on their home floor, I think Eric only, like, he played what he threw. <laughs> he threw, like, the Najee and Lawson Blake and Kate Arbogast into that game late, but he stuck with eight guys Yeah, for the most part. And I, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, man, you know, going into Missouri, if – if uh, you know if Eric felt like he could count on these eight guys against a team like Kentucky, you know you might see that roll over a little bit into Missouri, and I, it kind of worked that way. Um, and then it's you know you get down early against LSU, and then here comes Joseph Pinion. Yep, 
And then Joseph Pena's out there, and he's played like seven or eight minutes. He's got one shot up. And yeah. so then I'm wondering, he's given like, up why, like five baskets. And then I'm wondering, like, why is he even out there? Right. Um, just to finish the diff- the number of starting lineups for every school in mm-hmm. the league, uh, LSU eight, Georgia four, Mississippi State five, Missouri nine, Arkansas 12, Vanderbilt 12. Oh, there we go. So there's your company. There's your company. Right now, that's the team you're ma- you'd be matched up with in the SEC tournament, yep. I believe, if it started today. And they, they would probably kick their ass if the game happened today because they would yeah. probably I mean, Vandy's rolling now. They just, they just beat Missouri. They did just beat Missouri. Good on them for beating Missouri. Shout and out I, to us for sprinkling on Vandy the other day. Exactly, yeah. And shout out to, to Vanderbilt for just making it clear that Missouri's the worst team in the league because, <laughs> boy, they looked like it the other day. Yeah, absolutely. Um, not, a, not a good week for, no. for Missouri. It, to go along, and this kind of goes along, I think, with identity because in the past it's been uh, defense and you know toughness and grit. They ain't got none of that, and yeah. and I think that for me is the most disappointing thing uh, with this team is just the lack of killer instinct and fight um, yeah. with this group. It's so bizarre to me um, that they're they're kind of front runners. You know, it's hey, if things are going good, that's great, but boy, the first sign of adversity. Um, even in the win against Texas A&M, they got up big, but but they got lemon booty there, you know. Big as, time. And we talk about the Lipscomb game, and so it hasn't been a situation where it's like, oh, if they're rolling, they're rolling. Not really. Like it doesn't take much. It takes like a six-zero run uh, for things to start to get dicey. But they get down and they just fold. Uh, and between that and just a lack of pride for a better lack of a better term like in bud walton arena yeah um that is it's baffling to me because we've talked about it before like that's that's what must said you know in his in his opening press conference is they're always going to play harder than anybody else like, yeah there, there will be no doubt you might not win every game but damn it they're going to give the effort mm-hmm. um and it just hasn't happened like they're not they're not playing for must they're not playing for each other and you can't tell me that they are um I, I just don't understand it. Like it, that yeah. is uh, that's cr- it's crazy to me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we are ever going to understand it. No. Um, my my second bullet point was lack of toughness. Yeah. Um, but mine, I think it's it's fake tough. Yep. It's kicking somebody, yes. like you're a three year old in the Bahamas when you're six eleven and you know think you're an all American. It's flagrant fouls. It's technical fouls. Um. I wrote down, I said, it's like a kid who only wants to pick on kids who are smaller than him. Yeah. That's what this, that's what this feels like. And it's, it's weird to even say that. And I had pause even writing it because, um, Purdue, Duke, Mm -hmm. big boys, literally the biggest boy, right? Your large adult (laughs) child, Zach Eady, you went after him, you went after Filipowski. And so it's like, you got, it's almost like you needed that shot of courage though, to do it. Um, and I think that shot of courage was an electric atmosphere at home. Otherwise, I mean, I just think you're, you're like, okay, but can, like, can we, can we pick on, like, can we fight somebody else? It just, it feels like it's a lot of fake toughness and it's just, it's a facade. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it, it really just, is. I don't know. My next bullet point, I'll kind of snake this player leadership. Just, I don't like, I wrote down, I I don't know who that guy is, and it's a problem because we're 22 games in. Yeah. Well, one of them quit. One of them, one of them who they thought it was going to be quit, and then the other yep. one is hurt or sore or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I mean, I think 
it has to start with your returning guys who've been in the fire with you, who have been part of these successful teams. And even though Brazil was hurt last year, like he was around for all that. Um, because they're the ones that are going to establish the culture. Like they set the tone um, and the standard for all the newcomers. And it, I think it's, it's very clear um, that if that was the case, they set the wrong one <laughs> or yeah. they just didn't do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that, that is, that's sorely lacking. I'm with you with this team. Um, the best teams are player led. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every year we've had an instance like after a game or in a press conference where Musk has said, yeah, you know, uh, there were a lot of conversations in the huddle and I didn't have to say a word. Oh, so-and-so, you know, stepped up and had this to say. And uh, Who commands the huddle? Do they even huddle? I think like, the I last thing that we heard that came out of a huddle was the Duke game, Jeremiah Davenport looked at Eric and he was like, can I let that thing fly? Yeah. Like that's the last thing I feel like that we've heard a player say from a huddle. And usually like when, when you've got, you know, voices or guys that are willing to speak up, like coaches want to let people know that that's happening. And it's not just a coach led mm-hmm. coach led deal. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't even know who talks, who talks. We know Kai talks, but it's like, who you seems wanna, like it yeah. it's like <laughs> comes with an arrow right um yeah i don't I just, know i just don't know i don't know who's saying a word that that these guys are uh that's resonating you know throughout the throughout the locker room um i'm going to go into and i'm 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 tr- i'm kind of towing a fine line here but i am going to get into some specific players uh because i think it's i mean i think it's fair to point out like it's been a disappointing year from Brazil mm-hmm. and Devo, and so to get to the lead, to the leadership aspect, and again, like I I love those guys, and they're and they're good kids, and they're they're fun to cover, um, but just strictly basketball production, like those were your two preseason All SEC guys. Yep. Um, you know, Brazil, people were thinking he could be a lottery pick, and I don't know that I'll ever understand exactly what's happened after the first ten games or so, uh, but the fall off has been drastic production Crazy. wise. Um, I don't know what happened there that that's impacted. I don't know if it's his confidence or you know what it might be or or maybe hey, maybe the knee really is bothering him. It's still disappointing. Do you remember the last game he scored in double figures? Shoot. Um one of the early SEC games, like did he hit 10 against who was the second one they played? He played Georgia. Georgia? Did he get 10 on them? He had 9. He had oh. 11 against Auburn. Oh, okay. But it okay. it feels like he's he scored in double figures twice since the Furman game. Yeah. Furman. Right. The Furman game was on freaking December 4th. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I mean, our lives were completely different on December 4th. Yeah, they were. They were. <laughs> Good <laughs> Lord have mercy, man. Yeah. That's, that's like twice. Uh, it's twice in two months. Right. Uh, the defensive effort, it just, I don't. And I, and I also think it's criminal the way he's been utilized uh, in the offense. Like, if you want to be more assertive, put him in positions where he can be assertive successfully. Yeah. Not running around on the wing. Uh, get him in the dunker spot. Get him rolling to the rim as a lob threat. Get him in the pick and pops. They just haven't done it, uh, and and that's very disappointing uh, for the main reason. And it's not I'm not disappointed in Brazil, but just just in what they've gotten from him because um, they built the roster with him as the centerpiece. Like he was yeah. the focal point. They they yeah. made that very clear. And so if if he's not that guy for whatever reason, you wonder why you can't find an identity offensively. Well. That that's part of it, 
And then with Devo, and obviously, like the way this has all gone down here recently is is disappointing. And I, I mean, who who knows, you know, what's going on? And again, like we we hope he's all right and hope everything is well there. From a basketball standpoint, though, he's coming off an SEC All Defensive Team season, um, his best basketball of his career, and it wasn't just because he you know, took a dump on Kansas. It was because of everything he did in SEC play, uh, averaging double figures. He shot 40% from three, um, and he entered the draft, and he was never going to get drafted, but he had workouts with some teams, uh, you know, may, may have, could have gone the, you know, undrafted free agent route or could have gone overseas and started making money, uh, came back. Yeah, I'm sure NIL played into it, uh, but to up his stock. And so the, the people who've been saying, well, like he's just he's just trying to find his role with this team, and he's taking a back seat so the other guys can no bullcrap, dude. Like you're the senior leader. You're one of nine guys in the SEC uh, who's been at the same school for four years. Yeah, uh, he's got to take command and set the tone, and everybody else has to work in around him. Yeah, that's and that just the, never happened. There's no alpha, right? There's no alpha. That's exactly right, um, and it's 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 disappointing. Uh, the next bullet I had was just. Three pointers, and I and I mean that on both ends of the floor. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, the three point defense. There's nothing to say about it other than it's just been abysmal, and it's it's just, almost forty percent in league play. Yeah, now. man. And and you've written about it, and uh, the numbers are they're startling. It's just. I think Arkansas has <laughs> now given up nine or more threes. I think six times in league games, yeah. and they've played nine of them. Yeah, they played nine SEC games. That's not going to get it done, and uh, you know we hear the. We hear the deal about well, you know, we're like we're doing the same drills we did when we led the country, and change them. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, like I, I get it, I, I understand, you know, like it, it's a proven method. Yeah, I think it's not think working just, with this group. I think players like, learn different ways. Like, yeah, I've got kids that one of them's visual, one of them's, you know, you just have to, like, I would have to get on a whiteboard and show him, and then. The other kid, I have to com- I have to teach him a completely different way, and I think that's the the same goes for players, man. And some of them, maybe they're just not capable. Maybe not. Yeah, I just don't know that they're capable. And if you keep trying to rotate in a different guy every time somebody doesn't do it the right way, and you've been doing that for twenty two games and it doesn't work, maybe you do something different schematically that fits the personnel that you have. I, I mean, yeah. Because <laughs> the same drills aren't working, and I know they've worked in the past, but I mean, come on. Uh, but the three-point shooting is almost more disappointing to me, Scotty. Um, you know, you, th- you thought you you might be able to, you know, maybe because Arkansas obviously their focus in the offseason was to get more offense. Yes. So you maybe went in, should have gone into this thing understanding that there was going to be a drop off in three-point defense, um, maybe at least a little bit. Like we didn't really. These guys, when we highlighted them in the offseason, when they committed or signed or whatever, yeah, they're going to be good, good offensive pieces. We think, like if things go right, but we don't know. We really don't know what kind of defenders they are. There's not, unless you've got a subscription to Synergy, you can't really tell what kind of a defender somebody is unless you watch like a ton and ton a ton of their film. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe we should have expected that, but to not even be able to, in some cases or some nights, offset giving up eight or nine threes by yeah. burying nine or ten of your own. Um, right. That's just – that hasn't been there at all. No. The f- the fact that this team has gone from, you know, one that was supposed supposed to be and, and should have been on paper Musselman's best three-point shooting team since he got here 
the fact that it's gone from that to he's literally set a mandate that they can't shoot him. Are you freaking serious? Last year, you you were damn near bottom in the entire country in threes attempted and threes made. It's a huge issue, huge issue. It's one of the biggest things that held them back offensively last season, and you spend the entire offseason building the roster for that not to be the case, and now here we are in February shooting fewer threes and making fewer threes than they ever have before. Yeah. With a roster that doesn't do anything else well, um, that's damning for, for this team. Like it, I just... It blows me away. So they shot six. They attempted. What was it? They were four of six against Missouri. And everybody's like, oh, clap, clap, bravo. You beat a team that sucks. Um, and then they were three of 13 against LSU. And I remember us sitting there in this room right over here uh, during the live stream. And I was saying, hey, you know what? You're down by 20 early in the second half. Maybe you'll let them shoot some threes. Uh, because I bet you LSU is going to keep making them. Like yeah. it, It's math. Yeah, three is more than two. Yeah. Like you're and gonna have to get back in the game somehow. And it's yeah, I mean it's statistically likely that your defense is gonna give up threes, and so you're not gonna get back into a game no. by giving up a three and then getting a two or getting to the free throw line and splitting. You're just not. Do you think that's why Caleb Battle didn't play after the eight minute mark because he shot a couple threes? I think it was um, a combination of that and every two point attempt he's putting up now is getting blocked. Yeah. I mean, I think it's – I really do. And I think one of his threes even got blocked right the other day. So, I didn't think I would see that either. I'm a little bit disappointed he got a three blocked because I heard – like when I did a commitment analysis on him, talked to a guy from the Philly Inquirer who covered him and he was like, he's you know, he's not going to have a problem scoring in the SEC. He gets so much lift on his jump shot that, you know, unless you're, unless you're just like freaky long and athletic, you're not going to be able to contest. But – I think people have figured out that, um, you know, kind of the the elevator to get to the shot. If you just get your hand like yeah. on the first floor, you can you can disrupt it. Right. Well um, said. Twenty seven point four percent from three in SEC play this year. Last year's team was thirty two point three percent. This team is like markedly worse, like five percent worse from three in SEC play than last year's team that. You know, had Jeff Goodman so riled up when we were watching that UConn game, he spit all over my face. He did. <laughs> he did do that. And now this team is worse <laughs> shooting. So I guess it's I guess it's almost a good thing that we're not going back to the tournament because you know that he would have found a seat to watch Arkansas and he would have been letting spittle fly everywhere. Just spittle but now all we're, over we're just the place. gonna we're gonna be able to avoid that at least. Spittle that smells like bourbon is all over the place. <laughs> this is um, wild, man. The next thing I've got is. I mentioned it earlier, it's not fun to watch. I, I don't yeah. remember a team since I've been on the beat. I, I jumped on the beat um, early in the 2017-18 year, and this is the least fun that I've had watching a team. And I thought last year's team at times, we would, you know, when we were working at other places, we would, you know, we would talk obviously about this, about the team and just like, I'm almost ready for it to be over. I'm just like, mm. it's just not been a fun year to cover this team. Um but they, I mean, they found a way to beat a good team that, you know, almost made everything else worth it. Um, I don't look forward to watching them. And I went, I, and I backtracked, or not even backtracked, but the other day on the Friday pod, I'm like, I'm kind of looking forward to watching the, the bigs play. Yeah. Now, I don't, like, I'm not even looking forward to the Georgia game. Um, I'm not, and I hate that because – there's really not much better than we're just being able we're to just go to gonna get a, a, an update on Silas Demery. 
yeah. basically from that game. Yeah. Yeah, That's maybe we it. missed a guy, you know. Yeah. Um that we can add to the board. It's yeah, it's uh it's not. It's not. I'm anxious to see what the crowd looks like. Oof. Um, I bet it ain't gonna be great, man. Probably and, not. And they don't have anybody to blame but themselves. You know, and that and that goes for you know the guys who just can't seem to string together effort on, on a night to night basis, and and you know the staff they just man they just can't seem to figure it out. I, and I look, I'm not I'm not accusing anybody. I'm not trying here because they are, but you got to find the buttons that that match you got to make it work you got to fit the pieces together yep and it just hasn't happened and i i i wonder like at what point they get checked out and maybe they already are i don't know but you know you keep hearing them say well we're just we just got to keep working like we got to keep getting better we got to you know do different things uh but just not getting the results is bizarre to me I i never thought we'd be in this type of situation yeah um I've got one more. I was going to say, if you have something else, throw it out there. Yeah. I'm disappointed that Eric isn't more upset after losses. I was just about to say, do we need him to just freak the hell out? Because I'm a, I'm disappointed that he's not more upset after losses because to me that is a huge sign that he knows this roster just doesn't have it. Yep. And that's it. It's just like he can tell them that they don't have the traits of past teams and they don't play hard and – and whatever, and he's had to say it so much. It's like, at a certain point, you just stop saying it because it's not. Those guys aren't listening. It's right. pretty clear they're not listening when he's talking to them. He's not, and they're definitely not listening when he's talking to us. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, he's just he's. Just, I feel like he's disappointed because he just he kind of knows that they're just not going to get it. Yeah, and yeah. That that is so frustrating because I figured it. it you know, two and seven in league play, and we haven't had like a irritable Eric situation after a game. It's just no. like who, who, the the thing that has kind of struck me most is like, what do you what do you want me to do? Not not keep trying different combinations and yeah or whatever. He's just like, I think the quote of the day on John's show today is going to be like, I don't know, Bob. Yeah, it's just, he's just it's just it's all come down to I, I don't know. Right. Yeah, I miss I used to dread it, but yeah. I miss the, you know, post game zoom after a tough road loss when Musk just has his head down on the desk. You know, his hair is all over the place. Mm-hmm. You ask him a question. You don't know if he heard you. You know, he's like yeah. 10 seconds and he raises up. And I do appreciate that. He's still like he's being insightful still. Um, and I do appreciate that he's. I mean, he is answering questions the best that he can. And even, like, in the tough situation with Devo, like, what he said to Bob, he's like, hey, I appreciate the job that you have. Yeah. He's still been good to us, but I kind of want to I kind of want to ask him a question that I know will piss him off and see if he'll yell at me just to get him <laughs> fired up. You know, sometimes you do that with a player. You know, might just ask something stupid or pointed just for him to be like, hey, there might, well, Curtis. There might be a know? Zoom this week. Maybe. You might get that chance. I might go to, uh, I might go to Sassy's. Just yeah. Hang out in the crowd, put a put a mask on, and yeah, you know, slip Z five dollars so you yeah, can get give me the, the mic. <laughs> it's just uh, it's a mess, man. And and what what stinks about it is there's still nine games left in this season. Like it, like the games are going to get played. Uh, you remember last week before the Missouri game, I, I was telling you about the thing at Torvik where you can do the tourney cast simulation. Based on how you do the rest of the year, like, you know, where yeah. you would be in the picture. 
And at the time, it was, you know, if Arkansas went 9-2 and two with the only losses at Kentucky and at Alabama, um, they'd be four teams out of the mix, you know. Well, I did it yesterday, and if Arkansas went 9-0, and undefeated the rest of the way, so that would mean beating Tennessee at home, would mean winning at Mississippi State, would mean winning at Texas A&M, would mean at winning at Alabama, and winning at Kentucky. They went 9-0 and the rest of the way, which would get them to 20-11, and and give them 11-7 and in SEC play. They would be eight spots away from an at-large bid. Jesus. Undefeated the rest of the way, and they've, they've dicked around so much here that they would be still on the outside looking in. And it's a simulation, so, you know, there's probably some variance there, but I think that tells you how bad this thing is. I feel so, like these last nine games might be a simulation. I feel like they might, too. I, I don't... I'm, I'm almost to the point where I think this week is not good for them. I agree. I think it's just more time to be in your head. Yeah. About everything. I agree. And I just I don't know what more practice time is gonna do. If I was if I was Eric, I know they didn't practice yesterday on Sunday. I wouldn't have practiced today either, Monday. Like I'd give them two or three days and just Yeah. Just get away. You know what I mean? Um and then come back and, and see what you can do there. Uh but so what now, I guess is my question, because you're not playing for an at-large bid. Like, you can play the card of, oh, we just want to be playing our best, you know, come March. That way we can go to Nashville and maybe, you know, steal it at the SEC tournament. Okay. Um, I mean, at this rate, you're going to have to win four games in four days. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're you're nearly locked into to Wednesday sadness. And I don't see – I mean, what's best-case scenario for this team realistically in the league? Like, 6-12? and 12? Yeah. I mean, I don't... Like, do you think they can beat Georgia at home right now? No. They're not beating Tennessee at home then? No. Not winning at Mississippi State? No. Not winning at A&M? Nope. You can beat Missouri here? You can do that. Might beat Vanderbilt here? Might could do that. So what's that? One win? One? And then you got Kentucky, LSU, Bama to close. Yeah. So I look at it and I say... Hell, you might be looking at three or four league wins. Yeah. I mean, it's... it. It's troubling. And and then okay. And there also isn't a future to build for because you're you're staring down a complete roster flip here anyway. I think the future to build for is like very individual. Right. It's like what's best for T V right now? Tremont Mark. I, I think we both believe that he's got a pro offensive bag, but where that is professionally, don't know. So thinking about him too, like I I'm wondering if we're getting close to the point where guys are just like, I just need to be healthy for whatever's next. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder about it. And, you know, you've tried different lineups every night. Uh, you've benched guys. You've tried letting some of them rock, and then they, they go south for a game, and, and you don't hear from them for two weeks. Like, they're not playing hard consistently. Like, what do you do? Like, I mean, Scotty, tell me. <laughs> but, like, what's the approach, I guess, this last month of the season here? Because this could get really, really bad in a hurry. Yeah. Like, we think them being 502 and 7 is bad. Like, this could get nasty. Could get yeah, it could get worse for sure. I, um, think, I'm, I think I'm starting Jalen Graham at point guard. That's a start. And then yeah. we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll just let him pick 
Let him pick a five. Yeah. Let him me. He'll he'll be the all time captain, and he can be point guard if he wants. He can just pick four other guys. Like he's him and t- uh, he'll probably pick T Mark, and then mm. probably probably pick Kai because they kind of play well off of each other. I think those guys have are they the only guys that have been in double figures the last two games? Maybe mm. T Mark too. I can't remember. It's not yeah. really that important. Yeah, T. Margaret. I'm clearly Sorry. joking about Jalen Graham playing point guard, but I'm I think not. you should. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, the last two games, Jalen Graham led you in assists, and then Makai Mitchell led you in assists. So it's pretty clear that you need to play. Need to play a bunch of big guys, or you're not going to have assists. I mean, you're just you're just not. I you mean, remember the? I guess it was the Auburn game when they started Brazil Graham and Chandler Lawson. Maybe they should start Chandler Lawson, Graham, and Kai. Just why not? Yeah. I'm just I'm pay at the two. I think what I'm gonna be locked in for down the stretch is just let Jalen Graham eat. Yeah. I mean Jalen Graham's playing. He's actually you know, and, and it's I'm really disappointed too that Jalen Graham's playing well lately. And like if we talked about it or we wrote about it, nobody would care. I know. And that sucks because the kid's playing really well. He it's last week last week he averaged um fifteen and a half points a game at eighteen against LSU. Nobody like it's just Probably got a bunch of those points like when the game was already in hand, but I mean he played with a ton of confidence last week and just like, yeah, nobody cares. I just mm. want him. I just kind of want to see Jalen Graham rock. Yeah, the rest he's of fun the way. to watch. Yeah, he's at least fun to watch. He can be very frustrating to watch sometimes, but um, I feel like there's been less of the um, what are you man, what are you doing, and more of the like. That was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> okay. Transition coast to coast Euro step finish. All right. Yeah. Sure. But what else? What else is there? <laughs> there ain't nothing, brother. Caleb Battle can't there. get can't not get a shot blocked. Tremont Mark. He's just he's gonna be fine. Like yeah, he averaged just, he averaged twenty one last week. He's just he's wired to score. LLS. Does he impact winning? Tremont. Yeah. I don't know. I don't really know. Yeah. I mean, he can help you win a game like Texas A&M because he's unconscious. Um, but I think it, it – and we've talked about this a little bit. It's almost like when he gets loose, don't really know if that's good for the offense because it just becomes stand and watch. And right. clearly, based on what we've seen to this point in the season, all the guys around T-Mark, almost no matter who it is, they love to stand and watch him too. They do that. They, they definitely, definitely Unless Layden Blocker's in there, and then you might get a little bit of body movement. Yeah. I really want to segue into who the heck is going to be back next year. Um, we're going to do that Wednesday, uh, and and we're really going to dive into dive into the portal. We're going to power rank. Um, you know, I think the the real needs and and listen, I get it. Like they need an entire damn roster, but we're going to get specific with it. Uh, dive into some some more players. We might go. Um, I think we might either pick a league, Scotty. We're, I'm thinking out loud here. We're having a yeah. brainstorming session on on air, but okay. uh, another thing I thought is maybe we take a look around uh, the country at some of these places who have coaches very much on the hot seat, uh, because those will be the guys that are probably most likely to dip, you know. And yeah. I think there's probably a good half dozen or more schools right now that fit that mold, and uh, and maybe we could pluck from their rosters. I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll figure it out. But yeah. the board will be updated for yeah. sure. Yeah, on, uh, I mean, what we have six, 
Yeah, we've got 12 guys up here right now. Yeah, a dozen of it's, them. We're uh, going to make some new. Chad Baker Mazzara, once again, was... Uh, dude, uh, let me tell you. Let me give you a little bit of a behind-the-curtain <laughs> look at this operation here. Um, the last two games that Auburn has played, Curtis has sent me a tweet from an Auburn beat writer giving some insight on Chad Baker Mazzara and, like, just how his brain works the other day it was like he went and checked in during a media timeout and he's like it's almost like he's darren mcfadden you know yes. trying to run run through a defense he's like pushing so he like stiff arms somebody spins off of him goes over to the scores table sl checks in and he's going like this <laughs> and then he runs back and he's doing more spin moves on the coaching staff and then he's like pushes one of his teammates playfully and then the other day you sent a text or um of a tweet that like he kicked the coaches out of the locker room yeah um at Ole Miss and then Auburn kind of turned that game around yep he gave he gave the speech man Arkansas doesn't have a single guy that does that <laughs> that I'm aware of need. like from what we understand there's just guys or a guy that stands outside the locker room during halftime I want to give a quick shout out to JP Pagese um yeah Furman lost yesterday to UNC uh UNC Greensboro was which is an awesome game locked in on that game yesterday um, and Marcus Foster let us down because he could have made two free throws to tie it at the end of regulation. He did not. He did not. Uh, but Pagese hit a couple just big-time threes. They were down six with, like, under two minutes left. He hit a couple huge threes to tie that game. Uh, that dude is the truth. So if you, look at, if you look at Pagese and you're like, ah, uh, you know, smaller, uh, yeah, uh, mid-major point guard, whatever, Arkansas can do better than that. No, Scotty's on to something. Like, the dude is a freaking baller. He's a winner. Yeah, they can hit. Yeah, Pagese can play. And I'm not even worried at all that he's, like, 6'1". No. I think he's just your, he's your traditional guy. He's got some dog in him. Um, and that's become a cliche, you know, when you talk about basketball now. But I don't think, like, with Arkansas basketball, I think you would take one person with that. You would yeah. take one. Yeah. Don't really care what I position it comes from. Um, but it would be good if it came from the point guard position for a change. Yeah. We done here? 46 minutes is it's pretty good. Long it's enough. pretty solid. You feel how you do you feel a little better after getting some of that off your chest? I might feel worse actually. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That, that I don't know, Bob. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know, Bob. Well, whatever. We'll be back Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> no, in all seriousness. I do um, appreciate you getting me the Coke. That was you said have a Coke and a smile. I'm just like, I'll just have the Coke and I'll just nothing to smile about. Yeah, I want about. you to have a Coke and a smile on this Monday. We'll get one out of you here. <laughs> nothing before to smile about in my life. Sit in on the sit in on the six pack with uh with me and Andrew I will here do in a that. minute. You if you don't <laughs> smile with that, then I don't I don't know what'll get you, man. So oh, man. Uh, but no, in all seriousness, um it's been a disappointing year. It was time to reflect a little bit during the bye week today. We'll look ahead to the future on Friday, and then we'll we'll kind of get right back to it because there are still games left to be played, and and that'll come on uh, on Friday at the end of the week. But appreciate everybody for tuning in as always. It's been Scotty Borderline and Curtis Wilkerson with Natty State Sports, and we will catch you guys on Wednesday. Mm -hmm.